You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds Decline Appraisal, and your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. What is going on today? Well, we're taking a look at Puget Sound homeless shelters expanding and landlords challenging the eviction moratorium. That's what we got going on here in the Puget Sound area. So as COVID continues, and we've got maybe COVID 2.0 going on, possibly another shutdown here in the state of Washington. I don't know how things are from wherever you guys are watching this, but the numbers here in Washington aren't good. And the numbers aren't good in a lot of the rest of the country, depending on where you are. But this is flu season, right? That's what we got. We're heading into flu season. We're in flu season. So new cases skyrocketing. People dying, mm, not so much, just not so much. But I think we're still going to have some kind of shutdown here in the state of Washington. Let's get into today's topic, see what this looks like, see what we can figure out or not. We'll just talk about it. This is a uh, Q13 Fox article. And one of the things that I struggle with is the whole moratorium. It basically just protects one segment of the population and doesn't consider landlords at all. Who are, who are the clientele I usually work with on the, the real estate side? So I understand we've got the humanity side of we don't want to see people kicked out on the streets, but there's a lot of people taking advantage of these moratoriums as well. And the people that are getting hurt are the landlords. So there's this back and forth. If the government's going to take sides with one group of people, you need to have an equal solution to the other group of people as well. And that's the whole dichotomy here that I have a tough time with and a lot of my friends um, do as well. Uh, and people that I work with, business acquaintances, got a cord over here that I should have taken care of before the podcast. It's annoying me. Sorry about that. But so many of the people I work with are on the ownership end. And so it's, it's a struggle for me to know how, where that fine line is of being compassionate for your fellow human being. And then also being realistic. Hey, this is a business. Real estate's a business and you got to make money. If you don't make money, you go under. That's the bottom line. So those are some of the things that I continually uh, struggle with and think about. And I thought this article from Fox, I mean, who would have thought Fox? Q13 Fox here, the local uh, news media outlet. More than 200 shelter beds are ready to bring people out of the cold and into the safety in the city of Seattle. Salvation Army will run the new shelter unveiled in Soto on Friday. Soto uh, is the area south of kind of where our big sports stadiums are, south downtown Seattle. The city of Seattle and King County collaborated to set up the enhanced shelter when officials said it is designed to move people from the street onto more permanent housing quickly. Yet the sheer number of people experiencing homelessness are only expected to grow. An eviction moratorium has already been extended, but when it lifts, Many renters worry that they will have to go without the protection. They're afraid they're going to get booted out to the streets. And that's a talk that I have fairly often is that um, as these moratoriums get lifted, and I think our eviction moratorium on the rental, that goes through uh, December 31st. As these things start to get lifted, I, I'm guarantee you our governor will extend that one out. But as these things get lifted, you are going to have a mass of, of evictions and foreclosures on the mortgage side as um, this kind of backlog of stuff that's just jammed up in the system kind of pops through on the other side. You're going to see that. And so you are basically, like in this article, I'm going to 
basically, spoiler alert, but there's a guy who says, kick the can down the road. That is what's happening. You are just delaying the inevitable for so many of these scenarios, and then it's going to happen all at once. And the social workers and people um, in charge of social welfare are going to be overrun with this scenario. So if you lose one day, you lose rent, said Alicia Wilson. She and her husband, Willie Peterson, have been struggling since the summer. Unemployment payments helped after losing their jobs, but a slow market is dragged on. Months later, they would learn even more bad news. Willie's daughter, 15-year-old September, September, is now in a Tacoma hospital after being diagnosed with stage 3 cancer. Us not having jobs and this happens... It feels like there is no end to it, said Willie Peterson. Doctors say treatment will take 36 months. Months and unexpected bills the family say they cannot afford, but except for the eviction moratorium, the family believes that they would be on the street by now. Really what we're doing is just kicking the can down the road. That's the quote I'm, I'm referring to, said property owner Enrique Jevons. Jevons says, while the moratorium gives renters some breathing room, he feels like he is running out of breath. He joined a suit filed by the Washington Business Properties Association that is challenging the moratorium, claiming that without relief, both renters and property owners will suffer. Who is going to want to buy a property with a tenant who is not paying rent, said Jevons. That is a really good point. If you've got a tenant in a property and they haven't paid rent and you can't get them out, that property is no longer marketable. You have infringed on the seller's ability to get that property moved. And that is, that's crazy. We've never been in a situation like this for such an extended period where property owners basically don't have the right or the ability to do what they want with their property. They have mandates from the government. This is what you're going to do. So there's got to be a flip side to that. And we're not really seeing that. And that's what this lawsuit is about. I think a lot of people are under the impression, oh, well, landlords have just a ton of money. They can figure it out. They can make it go. Not true. So many landlords that I work with specifically or have worked with over the years on the appraisal side, guess what? They own one or two properties. They're struggling just like everybody else. They have worked super hard to save up their money for that down payment, which is more than a normal house payment because it's an investment property greater odds of it going back to the bank. They've worked hard to keep their credit clean because it takes a greater credit score a lot of the times to get an investment property because, again, the lenders don't want to lend on those. They want to lend on owner-occupied properties more so. So these people have hustled. They have saved. They've done everything that they can to get that investment property. And now the government is saying, yep, you can't move those tenants out who haven't been paying for six months, seven months, eight months. And now you have a non-marketable property. Where is the other side, the justice for those homeowners in that situation? In the state of Washington, you just don't hear about that because that's just kind of the political environment we're in. But you've got a lawsuit here that's happening, and I've seen the lawsuit, and it makes sense. So there's that that whole flip side. You don't want to see people kick to the street. But then again, I mean, if you can't pay rent, that's the deal. You got to figure out where you're going to go. Need to be able to rely on government officials and social programs and those kind of things to get you by, get you through. And that is the struggle right now because there just isn't enough to basically take care of everybody. And that's why you've got thousands of, of homeless people 
just kind of running rampant because there are no cleaning of the camps right now and people are just posting up wherever and due to the restrictions with the coronavirus, there's, there's no end in sight. We're just not seeing it. So this is a very big, very real big problem that is ongoing that I don't see a, um, I don't see a happy ending here in, uh, in the very near future. But at some point in time, we will have these rent, uh, eviction moratoriums lifted and I'm afraid of what that's going to look like. That's going to be a bloodbath. So this week, the Low Income Housing Institute opened a new tiny home village in Tacoma that can house 60, 60 people. In the North Sound, empty commercial space is being considered by the city of Everett and county government for renovations to accommodate expanded homeless shelter capacity. Talking to my dad about this this morning, about when the eviction moratoriums are over and um, homelessness and using um, existing, maybe even shopping malls that are in suburban centers, converting those to different uses. And one of the the, the ideas we kicked out was um, homelessness, sh- homeless shelter. But who wants to have a major homeless shelter right in the middle of their residential neighborhood where a shopping mall once used to be? Nobody. But uh, empty commercial space, ah, if it's on a fringe area that doesn't impact a ton of other businesses or residences, maybe. But otherwise, nobody wants to have homelessness right in their backyard because it just brings with it an element that everybody's aware of. We, we understand people need shelter, they need housing, but the element that homelessness brings with it, just the higher crime rates, the garbage, you know, the drugs, that's what people don't want to deal with. And so got to get that squared away somehow. I'm just not sure how that's going to happen. Officials at Soto's shelter unveiling agree the homeless population would only rise soon. So we all know this is happening. It's kind of like I did a podcast yesterday on one single park in Seattle had 30,000 pounds of garbage taken from it. City workers came in. That's their deal. They're not cleaning. They're not cleaning out the homeless from city parks, but they are cleaning them up a one time thing over the next, I think, is it four weeks? Something like that. Maybe it's four months. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, 30,000 pounds of garbage out of a single smaller in city park. That is nuts. That is insane. And that's why you've got so many citizens in the city of Seattle going, where is our, where's our taxpayer money going for? Because we should be able to use these parks. These parks are really important for us to be able to take our kids out, take our pets out, but we don't feel safe because you got a bunch of nut jobs running around in the parks who are littering everywhere, taking drugs, and that's just what you got going on. We have every reason to believe that we'll have more as a result of these combined crises, and that's homeless, uh, homelessness. You're gonna, you're just gonna have more of that as, as time moves on here. Willie's focus has turned to his daughter's cancer and have asked for donations to pay for expenses. He also worries his family may be on the street before long. We thought everything was going well, he said. Now our plate is full. Governor Jay Inslee's office shared the following statement with Q13 News in response to the legal challenge. COVID-19 has hit Washington hard, particularly among the most vulnerable. The governor believes the emergency actions he has taken during the pandemic are valid and necessary, including measures to protect from homelessness, financially insecure individuals teetering on homelessness. That's fine. Provide a solution for the other side. Provide some funding for landlords who are making payments out of their own pockets 
If you're going to cover one side, got to cover both sides. That's fair. But instead, the landlords are basically just taking the brunt of this battle. They're having to pay because their lenders aren't saying, oh, you know what? Oh, your tenants aren't paying. No, you can, you don't have to pay either. No. Landlords and on most investment stuff, you do not want to not make a payment. Most investment mortgages, you do not want to make a payment for whatever reason. So mortgage forbearance, not really an option in the investment world. That's just reality. If you're a landlord, you're going to keep making your payments. You're going to deplete your savings, whatever it takes. And maybe for a lot of these landlords, they are, there's a lot of landlords um, that I've run across that are older individuals. They are retired. This is their income. This is their retirement plan. And when all of a sudden you take away their income, guess what? They're in the exact same boat as well. They no longer have income. They can't afford their own mortgage. It all links together. So what Governor Jay Inslee, in his infinite wisdom, not really understanding business, has done is just tipped the scale to one side and gone, well, let's just hope for the best here. I know we got to cover these people. But the other side is there's a massive trickle-down effect, and all of this is interrelated. And when you take out one segment of this, guess what? Other segments fall as well. Now, the argument can be made, Hey, Sean, the landlords, they just have more money. They've, they've had a big rise in property values. They've got access to more capital. They've, they've just, they're better off financially than all these tenants. You can make an argument for that, but that still doesn't mean that the government should be able to come in and just say, Oh, yep. Nope. You don't have to make, you don't have to make your payments. If you feel like you're, you know, you can't do it, just go ahead. Don't make your payments. And the landlords can't do a darn thing about it. It, it's just not an equitable situation. You're covering one very small segment that is that obviously is like this article I just read read is probably the most exposed in society. But if you're going to do that, you got to make the whole situation whole. And that's that's a lot of the conversation I have is that a lot of people are feeling like they their situation is not whole, whether they're better off or not is kind of irrelevant. And I know a lot of people aren't going to want to hear that, but whether they're better off or not isn't irre is irrelevant. You can't just cover one segment of society and not cover the rest or just kind of, all right, we're going to give, we're going to give this to these guys. Can't do that, but that's being done. And that's why you got a lawsuit going on. And the landlords are basically saying enough. Hey, it's go time. You guys have basically made our properties not marketable. Because when you got a tenant in there, it's not uh, paying, try putting that on a Form 17, which is a property disclosure statement. Yep, my tenants have been in there. They haven't made a payment since last March, and I can't do anything about it. But I would like you to buy this home. I want you to buy this home, and I want you to inherit this problem. How many buyers are going to go, oh, man, sign me up? I, I want that problem. I would love to have a rental property with a big payment on it and not have any ability to make that payment through the the rent. I would love that. Sign me up. Where do I, I want two. Where do I, where do I get more than one of these? How do I make that happen? No, no buyers in their right minds ever said that. And investors run off cash flow, right? That's just what they do. They don't, they don't have any emotional attachment to these properties I mean, sometimes you'll find guys who are like, oh, I really like that one. That's my first rental. Um, so, you know, something along those lines. You will see that, but it's pretty rare because investment properties are just investments. 
They are, did you make money on that? Did it appreciate? Did it cover the, the mortgage payment? Did it cash flow for you? Once you got it paid off, did it provide you a return that your investment said, yeah, this makes sense? Well, with all of these landlords right now in the state of Washington who are getting zero return and not even zero, it's a big negative because they've still got maintenance. They've still got patent payments. They've still got taxes. How about we do a thing where we don't have to have these landlords pay taxes? How about we just abate those those tax payments? That'll never fly. Why? Because th that's a big portion of what is funding the state government's budget. So you, there are options to make this a little bit more um, reasonable, a little bit more equitable to the landlords, but... We're never going to do that because we're in Washington and that's not what we do here. We just kind of make decisions, let them fly, and then um, everybody complains about it and then we don't really do anything. And that's because of our leadership. So that's where we sit. So that is my, um, that's my take on the homelessness situation, which is rampant and out of control and we don't have a solution for it. And yet landlords right now are hamstrung, not being able to sell their properties, not being able to evict uh, tenants unless there's a couple of very small criteria where you can get a tenant out but it's I, I don't even bother don't even try and so the situation is basically for a large large group of people that are uh, doing this lawsuit it's untenable meaning this ain't gonna work so that's where we're at that's kind of what I think got to do something so this lawsuit I will be reporting on this more because this kind of has a big impact on how things go and I kind of think we'll have a second round of shutdown or we'll, of some sort. Won't be as bad as the first one. These are my predictions for Washington. I don't know what it is in your state or your city, wherever you're at. Um, but um, let me know in the comments if if you guys are seeing something wildly different than Washington. Um, and because of your uh, political leadership, probably have a wildly different response. But I know there's so many uh, eviction moratoriums in place and those are they're kind of making the whole investment real estate uh, scene really wonky in large segments of the population because people are like, why would I want to buy rental property and rent it out? I mean, look at the exposure I have. Why on earth would I do that? And this is the first time this has ever happened where the government has basically stepped in and said, here's what you're going to do and not do. And here's, here's, here's how we are going to basically make your property not marketable, which is a huge thing. It's a huge thing on the buy sell end of thing. And it's a huge thing on the appraisal end of thing. Because if you've got a tenant in there, you have to put that on the report. Yep, got a tenant in there. There is currently a mortgage moratorium or the uh, eviction moratorium. This tenant hasn't made payments in XYZ. Here's the cash flow. Here's, here's how that went. Why is there zeros rolling up in the income stream? Because the tenant hasn't made any payments and they're in there and they are hunkered down until lawsuit like this challenges this kind of thing. It's what we're doing here in Washington. So there you go. All right. Once again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Kind Appraisal. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love to have you subscribe. I'll catch up with you guys on the next one. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.